Yo, 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 and welcome back to the Banter Boys podcast. My name is Sanji. With me is Kyle. How are you doing, boy? Hello, sir. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, we we were just talking off air about uh, Marvel Snap, man. Uh, I wonder if any of our listeners actually play that game. Yeah, it's uh, I guess it came out officially in the fall and quickly became one of the top ranking games in the app stores off the back of it being mostly free more free than freemium right like you could get pretty addicted and pretty high up just quick turn base strategy game yeah i I mean from what other people have told me like hardcore gamers is like uh, it's like what hearthstone or hearthstone or whatever like that except i mean they've definitely capitalized on the whole uh wave of like the whole marvel movies and marvel universe and all that sort of stuff right yeah Uh, i think like to me that's the big like pull right seeing all these little characters that i grew up reading comics of that sort of thing and i mean the games last like three to four minutes each game so like the minute you finish one you're like yeah i got a few more minutes i can play another one and then and half an hour has gone by and like you've gone up like you know five to ten levels or something like that yeah it is very easy to be sucked into the vortex it's funny that you called out though that uh the nostalgia of seeing the characters is what like gets you or gets you to some degree it doesn't get me at all like i don't even look at half the, i'm like i don't even look at the characters and think about who the characters are half the time i'm just like okay was the actual like skill is it on on was it on reveal versus if it's ongoing? Oh, and then ongoing, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, here. yeah. I'm like True. grinding like pure strategy. I don't care like <laughs> about the art. I guess I care about the art when I get the first variant. So for people yeah. that don't know, that's I guess a part of the appeal, and that's where they actually probably make money because they sell like they uh, sell slash promote uh, variants of the art, and then yeah, you could get different styles. So you could have the same I don't know Black Panther card, but one could be like very comic booky like traditional yeah. style then another yeah. one could be very whimsical like pixelated pixel like or pixelated yeah. right so you can get all these variants and i don't give two craps about the different variants i'm just like eh, you know what this is the first black panther card i have i'm just using this one till i die <laughs> <laughs> and then i just care yeah. about the actual strategy of building my deck and then I'm an aggressive player who always snaps. So for folks, oh my god, you're one of those. I just yeah. double or nothing from the beginning, man. If you want to yeah. play, play with me. Like for all these stakes, I don't want to be like, oh, let's see what happens, see how the game develops. Screw it, man. Go big or go home, eh? Like my uh, fan tracks team. Yeah, obviously. Um, it's good to have you back on the pod. Last time we potted was uh, pre-Christmas, pre-New Year's. How was uh, your break? Enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. I mean, pretty relaxing. Did I feel like I said what I was going to do, which is basically nothing. Watch a lot of TV. And, <laughs> uh, did, did your neighbors across the road par- end up partying? Uh, I actually don't know because I was asleep at like 9 p.m. <laughs> on like New Year's <laughs> Eve, man. I woke up half, uh, like I was half awake to know that I could see green fireworks. Um, and then I was back asleep. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah, I was working on New Year's, so, eh, whatever. I got mean, drunk did, after did, I was going to say, did people have a good meal? Were, ever, were the people celebrating? Did they tip well? Like, what? I mean, most of them were really drunk. I remember there this one lady at this table, and I don't know if I'm allowed to even speak about this stuff, but it's not like I'm using names. So let's use um, imaginary names. Let's call her uh, Auntie Katie. <laughs> 
Okay. We'll hope that Auntie Katie is not a politician, but sure. Yeah, I know, right? Oh my God, she was well drunk, man. My job to get her was water. I tried to keep her as hydrated as possible because she was properly flagging. Man, honestly, working in the service industry and seeing how people like behave at a restaurant, drinking like so much, it's like, my God, do I look like this when I go out? I hope not. The answer is yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, um, I mean, yeah, like I said, it, it's good to have you back. Um, but we, what we'll do is we'll dive straight into stuff. Um, what I mean before we get started, what I'm gonna do is a quick social plug. You know, last time I potted with Russ, he was on the pod and he I, didn't even do I his know. own damn plug. I, I listened to the pod, <laughs> so yes. Shout out to Russ who is maybe listening right now. Yeah. All right, we'll plug that in right here. Yeah, for sure. So you can message us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handles at Banta B on Discord in the Draft PL channel, Banta Boys hashtag six five eight five on Reddit. You backslash Banta underscore Boys. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, SoundCloud, and YouTube, all under the name of Banta Boys. All right. Uh, so now that you've uh, followed us everywhere, uh, you know, come join the Discord. Like I said, we got to redo that plug uh, so you can come, you know, chat with us. We finally dragged Tash onto Discord after we've been plugging it so many times. He doesn't even use Discord, see? So it's clearly working somehow, you know? Mm-hmm. Slowly, we're, we're going to get everyone to come join our Discord. Um, so if this is your first time listening to the Banter Boys podcast, welcome. We cover everything fan tracks related. So typically, how we do things is we have two hard to this podcast in the first half we run through data dump of the previous or in this case ongoing uh, double game week uh, which is double game week 20 and then we kind of catch up in our league um, you know see how we're doing discuss any things any issues we're having concerns you know discuss trades tactics that sort of stuff then we take a halftime pint and then we'll jump into any Twitter or Discord questions that we get and then round things off with uh, FA slash waiver picks for the upcoming game week. Uh, but as always, before we get started, we like to just, you know, shoot the shit, um, just chat, you know, regular banter stuff related to football, obviously. Um, and Kyle, you wrote one down to start. Um, so I'll let you get the ball rolling with that. I mean, it's Jan 16th when we're recording this or yeah, yeah. it didn't turn the 17th yet for you. No, um, no, not yet. Not yet. So close enough to timestamp it to... It turning midnight for Sanji in the UK. My question was halfway through the month, when are these transfers going to stop? It feels like a never ending stream, like of actual not rumors, but actual deals being closed. Oh, you're and talking about my club, obviously. Well, yeah, I was gonna say and specifically <laughs> Chelsea. Um and I, I have a take on it, but as a Chelsea fan, like this was the one that I wanted to bring to the table today. What are Chelsea doing? Uh, cleaning house, surely. We're gonna. I think we're gonna get rid of a bunch of old people from all the Who's previous managers them? and previous systems. I don't know. Somebody will buy them, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure people want Christian Pulisic and Hakim Ziyech, and you know, I don't know. Who knows? Kai Havertz might even end up leaving. Man, like even during his interview after the game that we beat Crystal Palace, in, he's like, "I'm not a number nine, but you know, if I have to do a job, I'll do it." He just sounded like a sour, bitter old person, man. I was just like, "Wow, man, just keep keep scoring, keep being our top 
top goal scorer, which is in his very. Weird. Ger- I was going to say in his very German accent, which I was going to try to imitate, very but German. I cannot. Oh, try it, try it. No, I cannot. I cannot. Please go for it. I will not. Entertain me. I will not. Humiliate myself for your entertainment. Like, um, I mean, now we've got what this uh, Mudrik guy, right? Supposedly, who was supposed like going to Arsenal. I thought everything was like done deal for them, and then Gazump. I have a hot take um, on that too. <laughs> Actually, yeah. it was funny because I had a hot take which was saving, but then it turned out basically to being confirmed when I woke up this morning. Like Chelsea had to do it for the karma, man. Like they had to still get rid of the Abramovich stink and. As much as was the, I guess, the holding call, like Bully's obviously the front and people know him, but Clear Lake or wherever the company is that's behind the actual deal, um, they kind of had to do, well, I don't want to say they had to, for good juju and to try to get the stink off of the run of form that Chelsea is in right now, they had to go and sign a Ukrainian player. They had to overpay for him because they had to essentially try to funnel some money back into the Ukrainian league and the Ukrainian like economy. So because that Abramovich money is just sitting in a trust and it was supposed to be donated, but that money didn't go jack all like that didn't go anywhere, you know, right? So that money's just sitting there. Um so I'm like, they kind of somehow somebody went to a witchcraft doctor or something and then they were like, you must sign Mudrick <laughs> or you must sign a Ukrainian player. You will know it when you see it. And then this deal just happened to fall into place for them. Man looks like a proper thug too, yo. Honestly. I don't think that he does. He looks like a kid. He looks stereotypically like like an ultra. <laughs> he looks very much like an ultra. Do you yeah. see his like tattoo on his uh, on his neck? Well, not neck, yeah. but like between his collarbones, I guess. But he's still a kid, man. Like, I was going to say, like, does he look more, and and not to devolve into, like, rating thuggishness, but, like, does he look more gangster than, like, Arnautovic? Ooh, that's a close one. (laughs) That's a close one. He does not. (laughs) It's because Arnautovic has facial hair, that's why. Also, he just looks always angry, like, if he'll, like, (laughs) kill you. Yeah, probably. I mean, mean, speaking of uh, players that look like his, Zhao Felix is another one we signed. Um, Did you get him? You have him, don't you? Don't get me started. Yes, I did. <laughs> I, I, I was. I mean, I, I'll save it for, or I could talk about it now. I'm talking about my team, I bid for him, but you know, I calculated in our league that uh, other people who still had money remaining should want him. To be fair, I thought the same with Gakpo, and my math was very bad mathing, and I overpaid a lot <laughs> relative to by like seventy quid or something. Like that? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, seventy-two yeah, nice, to nice, be nice. precise. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, why, why grab Gakpo or um, Zhao Felix when you can slot extra goalkeepers and save your money for nothing? Actually, you know what? I, I did some <laughs> reconnaissance, and I trust actually that uh, he is saving his money for a reason. I just don't think that that reason will come right. true. I, so, I, I would say, like, I, I sent out a feeler to to add a little bit of color to the to the story there was another manager who was holding luis diaz injured and who ended up trading for Aubameyang at some point yeah. for some reason yeah. who knows yeah um, which so in that deal yeah, yeah. 
So yeah. it's essentially holding two dud strikers and yeah. did not bid for Gakpo, did not bid for, bid for uh, Joe Felix. I did, as soon as I won, though, like the Joe Felix bid, I sent the offer out to him because I'm like, of course. it would make sense for you to have yeah. him. I just tacked on a premium on the fab that I paid. But then I actually did get a reply. He negotiated or he was trying to negotiate it down. And then we came to an agreement on a price. If the transfer that he was hoping happens, doesn't happen, then he said he would do the Joe Felix deal. Man, you're only spilling like half the tea right now and it's upsetting my soul. What? You know, it'd be really funny though if this guy breaks his bank for Vout Veghorst. So that's like, how do you feel about that side? I'm like, I think he, he actually will spend his money on other oh, things Jesus and then not Christ. have enough money to do this Joe Felix deal that we agreed on, like, quote unquote. Um, oh my I don't God. know, man. How do I feel about Veghorst? I think Veghorst will be fine. I think uh, he'll probably ghost really well. I think... He yeah. offers something totally different than what United has. Um, yeah. And it'll be intriguing to see how much minute, how many minutes he gets. I think that's the main thing yeah. for me. It's going to come down to uh, United's ability and Ten Hag's ability to be consistent in yeah. like his default like way of setting up. And then yeah. he'll tweak for the matches that he needs to tweak, right? But we talked about this at the beginning of the season when all of you were on my back. We could go and pull the vault of the episodes and clip <laughs> some of these parts where it was taking the slander. But I think it was consistent in saying that um, Ten Hag wanted to... Well, he needed to get... The first thing was he needed to get his players. And then the big debate yeah. was like, oh, Casemiro, he spent all this money on him. And look, he doesn't even play. I was like, he is making sure that he knows the system. And why go rock the boat when his thing is, if people were in his like training camp and in his training sessions and understand and pass the test, I guess, to yeah. prove that they understand what he wants to do, yeah, then you get time, right? So I think yeah. Veghorst, like... Hopefully, like, I think they have a whole bunch of weird connections that draw them together. So I think that yeah. he should be able to slot in and he should be able to add another dimension to this team. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely going to have like a lot of supply um, in front, like for his goals, I guess. Um, he scored uh, two goals against Argentina. So I definitely rate him. I mean, wow. That's, <laughs> Just that's, because of that. I'm like, wow, let's go sign the entire Saudi team, right? <laughs> Oh, shots fired. Shots fired. Um, I mean, speaking of strikers, there's one more player that, you know, we kind of started off this whole segment with Chelsea signing everybody. Is this Fofana guy? I know you kind of picked him up, dropped him off again. Um, I don't think he's going to be like anything significant this season, but who knows, right? Who knows what part is going to do? The window's still open. Um, so he yeah, hasn't window's so, still open. Right. Chelsea's going to go and sign Turam. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Like, yeah, honestly, uh, I think I didn't really have any hopes on that. I mean, yeah. since then, it was just trying to a, alert our league on signings, given that yeah. I am the constant rotator. And every time I drop players, people then seem to want to add them. Um, yeah. I mean, I, you know what you're doing. You, you just... Oh, um, I know. It's just for... Because it's just, it's, it's just for, for bats, guys. Like, it's not yeah. that serious. Come on. I don't yeah. win anything for winning the regular season. I just need to make <laughs> it into the playoffs and then, like, chat it's shit different as much as yeah. possible at that point when it's just yeah. straight knockout, right? Um, exactly. But, yeah. like, finishing off on these transfers, I know you spoke about Chelsea. Um, I think the other or the other teams in the league are also making big money moves, right? Or 
I don't want to say all of them will be high impact, but yeah. people are breaking their uh, record transfer fees for players, right? Like mm. um, Brentford signed Shad or Shade or whoever shade. the guy is. I think it's Shade. Like Shade, yeah. but he probably won't play from all accounts. So he's a loan no. into a buy. Yeah. Um, Leeds just ended up getting Rutter, another young striker, another 20-year-old. Yeah. Um, As- who? No, I was going to say Aston Villa, but it wasn't Aston Villa. Uh, yeah, it was Aston no, Villa. It was Aston Villa, striker, right? right? They got this kid. They yeah, got yeah, the yeah. John Duran. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a clip of him um, scoring a goal, but yeah. I mean, that's what everyone does. They post the best clip. No, of like, course, oh right? God, and it's just like, like, man, like there's so <laughs> many attackers. There's Cunha. Yeah. There yeah. is Sarabia coming. There yeah. is... I don't even know how many more like attacking options. And I'd say we we're predisposed to the attacking options, but defenders yeah. are coming as well, right? There's Moreno yeah. and like Wober as well. Yeah, Wober who didn't start, yeah. but like apparently is like obviously would have come to play and played for um Jesse Marsh before, I believe. Yeah. Um yeah. there's Pedro Porro. We Poro. got Badia Chile. Yeah, Badia Chile. Like there's yeah. so many options and you think that yeah. like with how the league got split in half. Yeah. Like people are keen to actually do deals now to obviously improve their chances because you actually yeah. got to do deals earlier into the quote unquote season because there's more yeah. season left relative to when you would have typically done them in January because of the World Cup, right? So yeah, we now hit the official kind of halfway mark for more for most teams, and you still have 19 games to turn your season around. So it'll be interesting to see how all this stuff shakes out. I just saw Anthony Knockhart got recalled back to Fulham as well. What the fuck? Did he? I don't even know. <laughs> I hope this is accurate. Yeah, I think this is accurate. That is fucking wild. That's crazy. Well, I Fulham is flying. Say, I mean, they, they could yeah. do the reinforcements. Yeah, Where was he even true. on loan? Uh, I think he was at Huddersfield. Uh, let me uh double check that. Yeah, Huddersfield. Yeah, so would you be at Huddersfield or would you be unless, at Fulham? Un- unless he got recalled from his loan and got sent out again because I'm on like the official fantasy website and it says in no- Anthony Knockhart, loan recall, out Anthony Knockhart, Huddersfield Okay, loan. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> so yeah, maybe he's not actually here. Anyways, um, so th- this is like our last game week before the international break. I noticed that it was like, so what is it? The 21st is when the games are playing and then after that, game week 22 or whatever is uh, on Feb 3rd. So yeah, it's a bit of a break. I don't know what the fuck they're playing is for. Is that one international break or is that next uh cup win- uh cup window? Or it's or it's cup window. I don't know. It's yeah. not like I really follow the cup games anyway. Wow. So why follow the cup when you're not even in it, you know? Like <laughs> we made so, history. So bitter. For being shit. So bitter. <laughs> yes, I am. I am. <laughs> Anyways, um, let's jump into the main bits of the pod now. Uh, we will kick things off with our data dump. Ay, 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 ay. Fantasy. With the Banta Boys. Uh, so for this segment, we typically just look at scoring categories and the default version of the game. Uh, and we'll start off things with the key passes. So the, and just, I mean, heads up, we're in the middle of double game week 20. We still got Manchester United versus Crystal Palace to play and Man City versus Spurs to play. But at least all the teams have played at least one so far, right? So we'll, we still have something to kind of talk about. So, so far, uh, the highest number of key passes recorded was four by a few players. Uh, Morgan Gibbs-White, Harry 
Harry Kane, Sean Longstaff, Solly March, Gabriel Martinelli, and Kieran Trippier. Then three key passes by Billing, Gallagher, Gray, Harrison, Huang, and James Ward-Prowse. I like I didn't give first names to the guys with three K passes, but anyways, what are your thoughts about that, Kyle? So selective, um, <laughs> like no outliers, right? Like I think usually we would see folks on six or five, uh, just everybody clumped together, four and three. Um, it's funny because we should actually probably aggregate this and look at a team level and see yeah. which team. I mean, there's created. two Newcastle players. No, right? I know, of course. I think Newcastle um, had a lot of chances and yeah. I didn't see I saw the clips from the game and then see a full game yeah. but for all the chances like to grind out a 1-0 on the back of Mitrovic's unfortunate penalty like is a really really good <laughs> result right um it was a great finish what are you talking about no yeah <laughs> it was <laughs> I think in that list though and I think well we'll get to him the player I was gonna actually call out as a standout was yeah. Solly March's like goal involvement uh yeah, was man. insane, right? I think yeah. he had four key passes here on top of having and I say not to play spoiler alert, but yeah. like on top of having a bunch of shots as well. Uh and that team looking like if they were about to run riot, right? So I think yeah. that, that was the thing that was like really, really good to see was uh Solly March and Brighton. And I know you talked about them on the last episode about how get Brighton attackers. But yeah, man. Even now, like to see um, Welbeck come back. Of course, Trossard is in the doghouse and presumably looks like if he's on his way out of the club because I don't know how you fix two hot headed people going at each other. Or, well, Deserby seems like a no shit, like no take no shit kind of guy. So, yeah. Um, yeah, to see Ferguson, to see Welbeck back, but you go through your last March, like standing out top of the bunch, but Pascal yeah. Gross, Caicedo, McAllister, my boy, my yeah. boy Matoma, like it's just Ferguson? remarkable. Yeah, Ferguson, it's yeah. remarkable to see like the Brighton like attack become a thing, like a more yeah. consistent thing. Yeah, and without their best player, arguably their best player, Trossard, which is crazy. It's well, he's gone, crazy. so <laughs> like yeah. I yeah. mean, it'll be interesting to see. And my thing though is that, and I, I can't remember who the Brighton correspondent is, but if you go a deep dive on their recruitment and all this stuff, like it's insane to think about like what they've done. And I only yeah. really went down this mini deep dive on the weekend because I know people were very enamored with Brentford when they came up, and they're yeah. linked to the Moneyball concepts and analytics yeah. and their scouting and whatever else, right? But Brighton's being remarkable in this and their owner being a gambler <laughs> slash yeah. very analytically yeah, you, you shouldn't say the word gambler, man. Yeah. <laughs> With Brentford, but yeah. I mean, a, a very, a very <laughs> analytical-minded individual. It's just super interesting to see both these clubs like flying and their models working, right? Like compare that to Chelsea and then you really have to scratch your head even further. Oh, I love the the shots being fired. My God! I mean, I could sh- <laughs> I could I could do that. Like you're best of the rest, right? Like double digit, yeah. double digit like, position I've, I've in been, league. I've been telling my friends, man. Like as long as we don't get relegated, I'm happy. Well, you sound yeah. like Ross last week with uh, Liverpool. <laughs> I could throw shots at him too, given that he's not here today. Oh, please do, please do. Um, that's what we're here for, man. Uh, namesake. 
but yeah, let's move on to the next category. Uh, shots and how many of them were on target. Uh, so, so far for Double Game Week 20, the highest number of shots recorded was seven by Callum Wilson. Uh, he had three of those on a target. Uh, then six shots attempted by Ruben Nevis, uh, one on target. And then five shots attempted by Kai Havertz, two on target. Rodrigo from Leeds, one on target. Eddie Nketiah, three of his five on target. Hyungman Sun with one of his five on target. I was surprised about that. And then James Ward-Prowse with four of his five on target. Uh, were you surprised come? by that he had five shots? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I Yeah, I think that would have been surprising. I think the first half, Tottenham didn't look like if they were capable of doing anything, right? Like, yeah. they didn't. Like, it's so weird because you would not have thought that that was a home game for them. Like, they looked so flat. And it's literally a London Derby. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. They just, what was they going just on. stood there. It was a training game. It was an exhibition yeah, it was game. Very, also, very right? weird. It was a yeah. it was a friendly exhibition. Um, yeah, yeah. I think the one that I teased earlier but didn't make it on the list was March. He had four shots, three on target, alongside his yeah. four key passes as well. So, like to see the efficiency there. I didn't include yeah. a, the or the note, the commentary, and all. Uh, Word Prowse was talking after the game about being in more attacking positions and being. Uh, at least, I guess, to a degree, to see four of his five shots on target is yeah. remarkable. Um, yeah. And I know that his owners were already happy with him as an asset this year. But yeah. imagine if he's even a lot more. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think as that a number ten. Be... Um, I mean, he's due some goals by now. He's he would have had more or scored more free kicks than usual and stuff like that, right? Yeah, but um, I might, like, it's weird, because I was going to say, could you bank on him just as an asset if he was only scoring free kicks? Yes. Like, I know, <laughs> I and that's the thing, like, outside of... Because like, those are penalties. <laughs> that's exactly for him. It's, like, ridiculous. But if you yeah. look at where he is overall, if I ask you in terms of total points, default scoring, uh, where is he ranked in the player pool, what would you put him as? Uh, I'd guess maybe 35th overall. He's 12th. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Really? Exactly. As I told you, like his owners were not starved for points with him already. And imagine if he's now unleashed in a more attacking role. The yeah, I mean, team... he, he, he's basically like a first round pick, right? No, I know. Well, that's his thing, right? Like you look at yeah. him and you look at like Trippier, almost the same thing. And you put them yeah. in the same sort of category. Like these players that their floor is so high. That yeah. when you actually end up putting them in a perfect position, their ceiling ends up being even higher, right? And yeah. Yeah. Um, that's maybe what we could see. Like in like what nineteen games, and he's same. Please played the same number of games as Almiron. He's played yeah. every minute, though I believe Almiron's played about a hundred and forty less minutes just through like substitutions. Um, yeah. He scored ten more points than Almiron. <laughs> that's crazy Almiron was on like this big massive scoring binge scoring right streak. exactly yeah. right everybody's yeah, like Almiron yeah. Almiron Almiron's a god Almiron yeah. Almiron Almiron it, it was bound to end at one point man yeah thank but... god for the World Cup see that fucking World Cup came good man yeah but JWP is <laughs> outscoring him so that's yeah. where it's like good to put in context like the upside of having like a high floor player 
Yeah, definitely. Um, I was also a bit surprised to see Ruben Neves, but I don't know if that's down to uh, West Ham being absolute garbage right now. Oh yeah, well. they're trash as well. Um, and you kind of alluded to Newcastle having uh, created a lot of chances, and I mean Callum Wilson with seven shots, right? Uh, he looked really sharp as well in the game. Um, so did yeah, that, man, did that assist count as a shot or was that a cross? <laughs> that was a cross. He lobbed it across the goal, no? I know. Surely. I'm just curious. I'm like, how this guy had seven? I just said, I didn't see the full game, but I'm like, yo, seven is a lot. Yeah, from the highlights, he was he was having a pop of goal. He looked sharp, turning defenders inside out. Yeah, man, uh, he looked good. But I mean, it, it's a Fulham defense as well, right? They're going to give up chances. Um, because I don't think Newcastle have been necessarily blowing teams away, but they've definitely been keeping t- it tight. Uh, what they've had four to four clean sheets, right? Since um the season has resumed, yeah, it, it's no surprise that um almost all their assets are owned. Um, no, of course. Yeah. Like I, I mean, we've been on that for all the season. Like they've yeah. been like highly owned across the board, and yeah. not a lot of rotation risks. So, yeah, it's good to have those assets right like top. definitely do you I have think, any newcastle players uh i do not any well i have isak now right um oh yeah and he scored he's yeah food, true. yeah so yeah, and yeah. i started him even though he was benched because i figured he is your record signing he will come on and if the yeah. game needed something he could help change it and yeah luckily enough that is what happened but i don't think it'll help me that much what i was gonna say go. though is that any top 20 uh points like scorers like three of them are newcastle three of them are arsenal or no four of them are arsenal sorry three of them are city um and two of them are uh brighton united brighton, brighton. No, what yeah. about manchester united please? there's only one can you guess the one uh, top 20 it has to be bruno yeah exactly bruno yeah. at 15 yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so, and then Leicester has one in Madison. Fulham yeah. has one in Andreas Pereira, who's 19th. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. Liverpool has one in Salah. And no Chelsea players. No Chelsea. Who's Chelsea? <laughs> Actually, I like Fulham has two because I forgot Mitrovic. Yeah. I yeah, Mitrovic is a monster. It's like Fulham has two in the top, like, 20. And uh, Southampton, had the, the worst team in the league, has one. Yeah. And Chelsea has zero. Yeah. Go us. There you go. Um, so next category, Acker crosses into the box. I mean, not much on this uh, because 12 players recorded the highest number so far for the game week, which is two Acker crosses into the box. I, I mean, we didn't write any names now down in the notes or anything like that, but was it dominated by any particular team? Were there any, like, groupings that you that you noticed? Uh, I'm going to do a quick scan back again, but I don't think there was anything really to shout about here. It just looked like this combined bag of nothingness. <laughs> it was just like, oh, everybody had a couple of crosses throughout the game. I mean, um, m- one of my immediate guess would be Trippier is probably on there. Trent is probably on there. I mean, I'll do the quick call out then. Trent is in there. Yes. Uh, Trippier is not in there. Really? Um, That's wild. Philip Billing is in there. There's yeah. three. Actually, four from West Ham. Jared Boyen, Sufal, Cresswell, and Declan Rice. And it'd be interesting to understand if that was before or after, like, like, like at what point in the game like it was in. <laughs> yeah. like, they just like, started lumping the Yeah, I was like, were the they chasing the game when they started yeah. putting these crosses or not? Yeah. Uh, Connor Gallagher and Ziyech each had two. And then, yeah, of all these chances that Newcastle created, um, only Longstaff is in here with two. So, oh, interesting. 
I guess they're, well, we know they're playing the ball pretty, I was going to say pretty, pretty, but uh, pretty sexy across the, they're playing good football. That's a simple way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I'd say maybe the West Ham one would have been call out and then everything else was just like one-offs from all these other teams. Interesting. All right. Um, Finally, we round things off with the random extra categories. Uh, So just, I guess, quickly run through these. Uh, Tackles one, highest number was four by Polinia. Um, I'm assuming that's Ashley Young. There's only one Young, man. Ashley Young and Ziyech. Ziyech making tackles. That's crazy. Um, Highest number of dispossessions. Aronson, Bailey, March, and the obvious Wolf Zaha. Uh, Interceptions. Uh, Five was the highest by Thiago from Liverpool, I'm assuming. Uh, Then four from Chick Ducouré, Koch, and uh, Douglas Luiz. And then 15 clearances by Kletichar. And then uh, two-way tie for nine clearances by Badiashile and Pinnock. Then uh, highest number of successful dribbles by Gallagher and Ziyech. And then highest number of aerials, aerials was six by Badiashile, Thiago Silva, Pinnock, and Salisu. And then block shots, five by Diop, four by Aguirre. Um, Any quick thoughts? I mean, we highlighted like common names and stuff across the categories. Yeah, I mean, a lot of usual suspects in these categories. I think Ziyech, as you called out, like is interesting to see him tackling and also dribbling. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, sorry about that. Uh, Coletta Char, 15 clearances. Wild. Yeah. Like just the outlier versus everybody This is else. an Everton, Everton team that doesn't really score goals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let's, I mean, if we have an Everton correspondent that wants to come on or send in some commentary, we'll happily talk about them. But I feel like yeah, we should yeah, yeah. ban Everton conversation. We should also ban West Ham conversation. Like some <laughs> of these teams are just underperforming. And actually, the I don't even want to say the manager needs to get the hook, but they need some injection of life. Um, I, it's crazy. Both those teams are facing each other next game. No, I know. That's why it's like. <laughs> Perfect, perfect, man. Like after Everton play Southampton, like to play West Ham, like wow, what more could you want, right? That's gonna be like El Sacico or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I think everything else is pretty standard in terms of the individual categories. As I say, like pretty good or pretty within like range. Um, outside of the Kaladichar, uh, clearances, outlier. And yeah, I don't think I mean, anybody's running to go and get like a Southampton like center back on the back of. I don't know, man. Salisu has his moments where he turns into like an absolute ghost machine every now and then. Fair. It's not. It's not a bad punt. Like maybe Nathan Jones has figured something out finally after knocking Man City out the cup. You know. Actually, you know what? I actually do believe that they have figured something out, and it'd be interesting. I mean, I saw a long thread as I picked up another one of their new signings or two, and as I was going through it, like. I can't remember. Was that Alcaraz? Uh, well, I picked up Alcaraz. I picked up Worsic. Um, so there was a thread, and I'll see if I could find it, and maybe we'll just post it in the Discord, that was speaking to how Nathan Jones wants to play and how he needs to get the assets to do that. So yeah. now that he does, and as I said, like they're, they're changing the system on the fly, and JWP getting into more attacking roles, and Che Adams like having somebody else to play off of. And it'll be like... 
you you've seen him try to use the players that he already has, like Adozi yeah. and um Sekumara. So yeah. and having Lavia back obviously helps. So it'll be yeah, interesting to see how yeah. it'll be interesting to see how Southampton like develops. The thing that actually gives me a little bit of caution is Bazunu, because I feel like he's uh, a little bit of two years he's ago. He's so sus, bro. No, I know he's two years ago, like Ilan Melier. Uh, yeah, whereas man. like, yo, I think that this kid just is too too high on his own supply. So <laughs> that like, gives I me think a little it's the bit whole, of caution. We adopted him from Man City, so he must be good, sort of thing. And you watch him play, and it there's like I have zero confidence in him. And the thing is, they they talked about this on Match a Day as well. And I mean, even playing football in uh, like in real life scenarios is like if your goalkeeper can't keep, like it it makes the rest of the team nervous, man. But that's the thing; he's highly regarded, and he could keep. But I think, and as I say, it's the same thing as Melier, a young Frenchman. He's French, right? Or no, he's Irish. Yeah. My bad. Bazunu French, is, French, French. Well, uh, Melier is French. Bazunu is Irish. Um, but it's like one of these things where they're so highly touted, and then they're playing, and they're playing regular minutes. And you think about that; you don't see like young goalkeepers playing in the Premier League, right? <laughs> so to be playing consistent minutes in the Premier League and then be literally like I feel like you just get hyped up, and then you yeah. just want to prove it. Uh, but yeah. you realize that like an old head goalkeeper, they don't try too hard. We could yeah. argue that like Jordan Pickford used to be this way, but no, even now, even him, he's, he's still this way. Cal- what are you talking about? Used I'd to say be? he's more calm now than even at the beginning of the season, man. Yeah, I feel he hasn't like he's broken anyone's down. limbs yet for the yeah, season. I feel like he's calmed down. He's calmed down yeah. a little bit, man. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, it's good to see, like, Pinnock is still consistent with his, like, defending ghost points. And uh, Badia Shile might look like a serious pick, man, moving forward. Like, he looks composed on the ball. Um, that's what fans are saying as well. Like, I didn't have a chance to watch the game because I'm, like, fucking busy because of work. We'll get into that, like, with league updates and stuff like that. But, yeah, I mean, uh, a good prospect, I think, next to Thiago Silva could be, you know, our own Ethan Pinnock or whatever. But, yeah, let's, let's see how it goes. Anyways, um... Let's go into the next segment, which is the league updates. So, um, for this one, we just kind of catch up, you know, how we're doing, any good things like regrets, roster concerns, and any moves that we might have made. So, Kyle, I'll let you kick things off. Uh, Quick update for me. Like, I think Ross, well, you and Ross went over the sort of weeks since the league resumed and yeah. he was still boasting about being ahead of me. Um, <laughs> we're going head to head this week and it looks like he will remain ahead of me this week on the back oh, of having God. more double game week players to go. Yeah. Yeah. And as I say, I sacrifice that because there's so many transfers for me to bid on as and yeah. as the big stack personally the most money remaining i just felt yeah. like you know what i should be buying all these players damn it yeah um yeah. i lost out on gakpo i lost out or forgot about kunya i ended up rolling it into the next window now that joe felix came i decided and i already talked about this but whatever I ended up overspending just because i'm like yeah whatever it's money what am i going to do with it i can't take it to me i can't take it to my grave with me yeah. um but even having spent like tremendously on Joe Felix, I literally still have of the legit managers the most money remaining. <laughs> and yeah. there is now Mujerk coming and Rutter and I don't even know who else is gonna be signed in the next two weeks. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see um how I end up like tweaking my team. 
I think, as I said to last week, Ras was talking about the fact that he has so many injuries, and I think that that's what I've tried to do, but people haven't bit in trying to actually trade, like, either two-for-ones or two-for-twos. Somehow yeah. I see people taking screenshots and slandering me, but it's okay. <laughs> um, I'll still send out bids. It's for you guys to either, like, snub your nose at it or actually, like, counter and try to make Or publicly shame you. I mean, I feel yeah. more shame. So, like, good <laughs> luck, right? Um, so, a lot of being I mean, said, you you must be happy with that, Joe Felix. Um, uh, like successful bid and stuff, right? Uh, getting a red card after fifty nine minutes and still scoring eight fan tracks points. Oh yeah, but then I, I would have been I would have been happy if I had him for that week. I'm like eight yeah. points. That's still a good haul. That's um, a great haul. Now I have to wait technically two game weeks because he obviously would have served his suspension and. Yeah this one so honestly the math worked out that i didn't really care like i might as well bid on him and on that cameo i'll count that as a cameo which was literally yeah. a day after signing yeah um, i think he had like six shots four on target key pause yeah. and he literally got dribble. announced like the day before i'm like this guy yeah. like took a short trip over and just like decided to put on a new shirt and some boots and go and play and yeah. seemed to be having fun too much fun right yeah um, yeah 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 so that's that's the position I'm in. I'm standing pat now on all these new signings. I have, as I mentioned, Orsic and Moreno and Alcaraz and Del Felix. And I might end up with a couple more after this next waiver run. Let's see. Nice. Buy all the Chelsea players after shitting on us. I love it. I love it. Well, um, I, I, I still have no faith in Chelsea, <laughs> but if Chelsea isn't going to be relegated, they have to score goals from somewhere, right? Yeah, true, true, true. Very true. All right. Uh, so for me, um, I think I'm projected to win, like based on this whole new updated Fantrax UI thingy. And don't, I don't believe the projections, yo. Don't believe yeah, the projections. I don't. I don't. Not at all. Um, I, so currently, it's like what I'm ahead by, like uh, quick maths, like 26 points or something like that. Uh, and it's come down to like Doherty, Chick Dukure, Eze versus. Uh, my opponents, DDG, Walker, Jordan, Ayu, and Marshall. I think I should be safe. And this is after benching Morgan Gibbs-White, which I publicly apologize for in my league because I was at work, can't check my phone, did not adjust lineups, uh, finished work and looked at my phone and Morgan Gibbs-White had 28 points on my bench. I was like, fuck this shit. I was a bit upset, a bit upset. But I mean, like Ryan was saying, it's probably shame on me for not setting my strongest possible lineup for short starters guaranteed starters um so it's just something i'll probably be doing moving forward or maybe setting low-key alarms around the restaurant <laughs> to, to remind me go, go check lineups really quickly just take a bathroom break or whatever you know um game week good is like uh kai uh, after you know doing the trade and being so unsure about it he's coming good man um top scorer for chelsea right now sitting as the 15th best um forward overall in the game which has been crazy um i honestly didn't expect it but uh, uh, you know i keep i hope it keeps uh coming um and uh, cheek to curry grabbing him as an fa he has been one of the best steady eddies i think i've found in the game so far um if Palace does shit, he still does well. If Palace do well, he still does well. Like, um, I, I don't see any flaw to his game at the moment. Maybe you might miss him out on injuries here and there. Uh, 
but other than that i mean my biggest concerns right now is i have so many fucking flags so many injuries uh both my pick like first and second pick are out injured so i'm just navigating um based on like i don't know people doing well like morgan gibbs white like he was a very very late draft pick that came through good um grabbing like uh, perez who i started this week by accident again because uh not changing my team but even he is ghosting well right um but yeah, I'll, ha- I'll I'll just have to try and gamble on some picks and maybe we'll, we'll find a few gems in our last segment of the pod. But other than that, I didn't really make any picks. I've been not that active. Like I'm, my win streak is okay at the moment. So I'm not trying to chop and change too much. And I wasn't too concerned, like you guys said, because I'm playing like our, the waste manager in our league this game week. Wow, so <laughs> the disrespect. What? I mean, he is lost in our league. So, so like, I'm wh- where's the lie? <laughs> I hope you put some respect on my name. <laughs> yeah, yes, you're the third worst manager in our league. <laughs> Actually, I'm projected to be second worst. So you know that's the actual other thing that I would tell folks is that if you go to your standings table in Fantrax, now that they have projections, you can actually toggle like show projected and it'll project out the rest of the season. Really? Yeah. I don't that's believe crazy. any of it, but it's hilarious. So wait, what 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 am I projected to where am I projected to finish? Oh, like just barely in the playoffs. Oh, if. fuck it. No. And no Ross is projected literally like one win less than you. So you've you've uh, a lot of work to do, sir. You know what? That's crazy because I've got the second highest points for in our league. But I've got the highest points against in our league. So maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. My my luck is all over the place this season, but I'm okay with it. I'm still in a playoff spot. Um, but yeah. Other than that, do you have any like concerns? Any trades you're eyeing up? Any moves that you're looking to make? That sort of thing. Mm, not really. Like I think that. No. Uh, well, breaking that into like multiple parts. I don't have any concerns. Like at this point, I have all healthy players and more money than I need to buy yeah. more players. I would love to be able to do some deals just to spice up the league, but uh, people are skeptical of me, even though I don't know. I traded away Holland. That should give everybody like <laughs> good vibes, but that doesn't. Uh, and I then mean, he's shitting the bed now. No, so there you, you go. Like along with along with every single other person I've traded, I'm like, <laughs> is he mid season? And I guess I could have written this out the mid season trade review yeah. or trade yeah. post mortem. It's like, yeah. yeah, outside of Holland, like who else did I trade that came good? Right, I traded Sterling. Yeah. I traded Virgil Van Dyke. Who's injured? Like when you go through, yeah. and we probably do this at some point, like towards the end of the year, like and we actually. Actually, I saw somebody do it on Twitter review like your draft versus or your game week one team versus your yeah, game yeah, week yeah. now team or whatever. Yeah. There's a whole thread about it. And I'm I like, think Robbie P did that. Actually. Yeah, yeah, it might have been yeah. Robbie, right? And when I yeah. go through it, it was like, yeah, like I got rid of a whole lot of dead weight. <laughs> like, yeah. literally, yeah. my draft was arguably terrible, guys. So I'm not complaining. I'm rolling with the punches and I'm just trying to find some new gems. I'm embracing like the chaos that is the transfer window and trying to bring a little bit of it to fan tracks. Yeah, maybe we can do a bit of a review during the international break. Um, We'll have a bit more time to kind of pod then. And yeah, we can just kind of chat a bit about that. All right. Um, Now I think what we'll do is jump into our halftime pint and then we will be right back with questions and FA slash waiver picks. So we'll see you in a bit. And we are back. 
All right. Uh, so we've got a few questions from our Twitter. Uh, do you want to ask or do you want to answer? I'll throw them to you. All right. Go for it. I know before the break, we mentioned Robbie P, but his question today was, should we be targeting players, mids and forwards specifically, who are playing against Liverpool now? So Chelsea are playing Liverpool next. Are wow. you going to go grab Chelsea players? <laughs> it's all Honestly, like before, like, and I call this out in our chat, right? Like before the game on Sunday, um, the... Chelsea starting eleven was only half owned <laughs> in our league. Yeah, there was so literally in our admin group. Yeah, there was literally five out of the ten like outfield players that were just chilling, <laughs> and nobody added them. <laughs> that is crazy. And I mean, Absolutely you look at the names. Them. It was Lewis Hall. It was Connor Gallagher. Um, and Connor smashed it at this game. Week. Yeah, and that's where my thing was like these were good players. I think what happened though, obviously, with the last game week is timing and. Um, uh, like locks, like game week locks, I guess, or played game lock or whatever you want to call it was already done. Yeah. So if your league obviously doesn't allow you to drop a player who's already played, even if it was like a bench stash, you couldn't get them, right? So I think for most people, they would have just, at least I would guess like our league, like they would have just been looking at the points rack up, right? Because Connor's barely at, what, 55% owned. Um, there's like Lewis Hall, who was... I don't know. He has to be really low on as well, right? So, yeah, it was interesting. Very, very interesting to see uh, Chelsea assets just chilling on the wafer wire. I mean, not to like jump segments and stuff, but there are a couple of, um, well, there's at least one Chelsea asset, uh, Hakim Ziyech, 37% owned, uh, that you could probably target. Um, after his great showing in the World Cup, Maybe he's got a bit of a nailed spot. I mean, he is a bit of a one-trick pony, in my opinion. Like, he cuts onto his left foot and then swings the ball in. But his delivery is fucking good. Yeah, but his injuries, like, that's the the main thing, right? It's not even about, like, what he's capable of or not. It's like, will he play? (laughs) Like, because, yeah, it was kind of Gallagher. as well, right? Yeah. Ludric and all of them as well, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it was kind of Gallagher. It was Chalaba. It was, well, Badia got picked up right before the game in our league. Yeah. It was Chukamena. Like, it was, like, all of them, Lewis Hall. So, it'll be interesting to see, like, ultimately just who is fit (laughs) and playing for Chelsea. Yeah, I I mean, moving forward as well, like, uh, Liverpool's fixtures, Chelsea at home, Wolves away, Everton at home, Newcastle away, Crystal Palace away. Like, I mean, from Wolves and Everton, you could maybe grab, like, you know, Moutinho or Steady Eddie, Idrissa Gay. Um, everyone is owned on Newcastle unless Sean Longstaff nails a spot. You could probably grab him. Uh, for Crystal Palace, you could maybe grab like Chick DeCore as well. I feel like he might be the only other midfielder that might be free from them because I feel like Ulisse and Eze would be owned in most leagues, right? Um, I mean, it's definitely worth a shout. Like, uh, while um, Virgil van Dijk is out, that Liverpool defense is for the taking, man. I don't know if you saw like this TikTok reel um, of Trent's defending versus Brighton. I don't need to see a TikTok. I watched the game. I said this. <laughs> Trent is trash. Like I literally was watching the game, and my partner was here, and I was like, "Babe, Trent is garbage." And she's like, "I don't know what you're talking about, and I don't care." <laughs> and I'm like, "As you should." But know that Trent is really bad. 
My God, I don't know what this kid is doing, man. Honestly, like... No, yeah. he's never been good, guys. Like, I don't know why well, you all thought defending. he was a good defender. Let's, let's clarify, at defending. He's no, he's never, never been good. Been. Like, the, we've always <laughs> said that Wambasaka is a better defender than Trent, man. Like, all I you guys just get enamored with FPL, FPL, FPL. It's like, guys, yeah, he's not good. And goals. He's yeah. a... Yeah, like, yeah. He, he's the same as Cancelo. Not good, guys. Not good. Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely not a bad strategy. Um, I mean, I'd even pick up, play Jordan Ayew versus uh, Liverpool defense at this point. Yeah, I had a cheeky uh, wager on him. It did not pay off. But after <laughs> shit talking on the weekend, I had to I had to punt on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, let's move on to the next question. Uh, next question was also coming from Twitter, and this one was from Drabtash. And this one was from the latest new recruits, new signings, new transfers in. Who are you trying to get and how much fab are you throwing in? So I'll ask you this as a hypothetical. Assuming that you had, let's say, 50 fab. Because like looking at the, and that's why I took the snapshot of our league's like um, remaining budget as well. I yeah. think I have uh, I have 63. Then the next highest is 55, 35, 24. So basically folks are anywhere from like, 20% to 50% of their money remaining. So how much would you spend on... And I could run through like a list as well. And maybe yeah, you could just prioritize them. Yeah. I don't know how you want to do it. Um, um, I mean, I, I have the list of January transfer deals so far in the Prem. Yeah, I have it as well. Or I have I have a list of those that matter. Actually, shout out to Draft right. Lad, yeah, yeah, who yeah. was keeping his running list of like reviews on the signings. Okay. I don't know if you saw that one. No, I didn't. But, but yeah. um, why don't you call some names and I'll I'll give you a number out of fifty. Uh, so I'll assume that Joe Felix is already gone. So I'll say, vote Veghorse. Vote Veghorse. I would drop maybe ten to fifteen fab. Interesting. It, it, it's because I don't trust Marshall's fitness. Like, I feel like Vout is going to get some games here and there, right? Damn. And, and he's that. playing for a team that is playing so well right now. Defensive yep. issues have been fixed. They're attacking really, really well. Uh, Bruno's playing really well as, uh, you know, since he doesn't have that sh- shithead in front of him anymore. Wow. <laughs> His compatriot? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, I don't know, 10 to 15. Uh, because, it, like... Finding good strikers this season has been difficult, man. Yeah, I like how Rash just realized this last week at the pod, too. <laughs> um, so we'll shift gears. How about... Actually, go for this one. How about uh, Alex Moreno? So I'm a Luca Dini owner. <laughs> and I looked at my score and I was like, negative one? But they didn't concede that many. Oh, he came off in 10 minutes, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how to feel about this. Because uh, he seems to be... Um, a what's his name who's the manager again fuck me i don't know i'm blanking on his name oh, the manager Ooh. of aston villa oh unai emery yeah unai emery there you go <laughs> i was like who i was like i thought you were trying to find some different manager no 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 I, I he seems to be like an unai favorite right Unai really wants to get this guy in um he got what 4.25 points in without the clean sheet that's pure ghosties or whatever oh I feel like you could easily gamble on defenders in your FA slash waiver pool. So at most, I'd maybe punt like maybe five to eight fab. I don't know. That That's just me, though. Okay. 
Interesting. Uh, But I feel like you can get him for zero or one fab as well. Like, I I don't know if a lot of people know about him to bid on him because it's not like Aston Villa are keeping a lot of clean sheets either. Yeah, I think that I agree with you. I think you could go even less. Yeah. uh, But you should pay the premium if you are a Luca Dean owner or Matty Cash. I don't even know why you would have Matty Cash, but um, (laughs) yeah, if you were somehow a believer in Aston Villa before... I yeah. think you double down or chop and change depending yeah. on how you need to do it. Matty Cash yeah. is still 53% owned, by the way. So there you And go. how much is uh, Jaden Sancho? <laughs> oh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right, I mean, that, one's, to, that was to, different, a little bit different, yeah. though. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think you still have to hold on to Sancho, right? You just treat it like a long-term injury. Oh, my God. No, please don't tell people that. What? No, I think you have to. Who's getting dropped for Sancho in that starting lineup? I, I don't. I can't predict the future, but <laughs> I think if people were to get injured and he was yeah. back and like in a good like overall state, good like good from overall perspective, then I'd say yeah, you would still play Sancho like or keep Sancho. I yeah, mean, I wouldn't, I, but like yeah. somebody else would. <laughs> He's still 85% owned, by the way. I had the number, Fucking but I didn't hell. want to tell you. Um, <laughs> we'll go back to I, your list and just like yeah. rapid fire through some of them. Sarabia is apparently confirmed at this point, right? Pablo Sarabia. Uh, yeah. Spanish player. Yeah. No way. That's yeah, crazy. From PSG, Dude, right? So how much would you be looking to get him? And obviously, you know that they've signed a ton of players, but you're getting an older um experienced player who wasn't getting minutes and presumably is being promised minutes at Wolves. I don't know why else he would sign, but yeah. Like, but he's not Portuguese, though. Well, they, you realize they're not signing Portuguese players <laughs> anymore, right? Because <laughs> I was going to say they also signed Mario Lamina. Wait, what? You didn't see that? He played the no. last game. <laughs> what? Lamina's a baller, man. Well, yeah, crazy. and he's now at Wolves. <laughs> That is wild. I didn't even fucking know that. See, I am doing a good job. See, there my company go. loves me. <laughs> also, like FYI, I don't even know. Those fans are probably right in, but I think there was rumors that Ruben Neves might leave as well, right? So yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, because I think he's coming um, close to end a contract. Yeah, fair. Uh, Sarabi is an interesting one because he's he's quite talented, man. He's got a bit of a goal threat. Um, like, who would drop out of it? Like, Podence is playing well at the moment. You'd think that Cunha, Costa, Traore, Jimenez all rotate for one spot. So, for Sarabia, oof, I feel I still feel like it's a bit of a gamble um, because of that rotation stuff. So, I, I think I might do a similar number between, like, 8 to 10 fab, maybe. Fair. Fair. I feel like... Eh. I feel that's also relatively rich. But I think this is one of these things where if you have... Like... If this fits with your team because you are a Wolves owner, like Ras was talking about last week, where yeah. he was holding Jimenez and Triore, because somehow people that have certain teams end up doubling down on them. I feel like Wolves is like that. I feel like Aston Villa yeah. is like that. I'm like, yeah. why do you guys do this? I do not know because it's just yeah. a recipe for like misery. But yeah, I think it's like end- owning like Edward and Mateta. Yeah, it's like, I don't know why some people double down in some of these situations. I say all this, by the way, sidebar, while I was trying to get Ryan to do this with me, a trade last <laughs> week, uh, to swap Southampton attackers and Leeds attackers. Um, but 
Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. switch to Leeds. They signed a 20-year-old in Ruter, right? So yeah. 20 years old, um, presumably going to be more fit than Bamford. Um, the same Bamford that came out and scored. Yeah, but he's like made out of glass at this point, presumably. So, <laughs> yeah. How much would you pay for Ruder? As I mean, I don't know anything about him, but like, how much would you pay for him? Like, presuming that he's gonna be fit and healthy and playing in that Leeds attack. Uh, if I knew he was starting in and out, which I don't think he will be, I'm probably gonna just bid like a cheeky three three dollar fab on him. I I don't think spending too much on him is worth that risk. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think Nanto is playing pretty good. Remember when we talked about that kid at the beginning of the season? When yeah. this kid had played more for Italy in the year than he played, like, club football? Exactly. Um, and now he's I mean, balling. another kid that we talked about, Rico Lewis, um, yeah. I, I didn't even know he was, and you talked about having him in Dynasty League, and look at this kid replacing Cancelo. Yeah, man, he's balling, too. Um, yeah, I know, it's interesting to see, like, I guess that's another like undercurrent for this season. The young players that are coming through at these clubs as well, yeah. um, either signings that were made like in the summer or kids that are coming up from the the academy, like uh, Evan Ferguson, uh, like Somerville took the number ten shirt, and everybody yeah. was like yeah. talking about. I mean, he Sinist- plays well though. So oh, I know, but the, my a- thing is that like everybody was talking about Sinistera, right? Like, yeah. And then yeah. I'm like, but this kid just got the number ten shirt. I mean, it's yeah. unfortunate that he's injured right now, but yeah. I think when we look back at this season, it's gonna be like bookended with the big money like transfers the Holland and the uh Darwin Nunes types Casemiro obviously then you'll shift into these like young and upcoming stars and then it's gonna be like this unlocking of untapped potential <laughs> like it's gonna be a bucket of that as well with the Almirons and some of these players that were like man like we'd, we we knew they're good but we never saw this side of them so yeah anyhow i feel like we went off like on a tangent to tasha's question and like <laughs> what what are the other names by the way man like should i be talking about them i don't want people to think about these guys man i need to bid <laughs> i need to bid we, tomorrow we're here to help the community i really to, doubt to, to be fair the part will come out there. after waivers claire too right so <laughs> yes uh, so there yeah, you go <laughs> yeah. well there was uh the duran kid today um there was danilo who got signed from nottingham forest to sign another player of course um yeah i think wolves got another midfielder joe gomez um i have no idea who that is he's yeah like though yeah another 21 year old there's another one that went another 20 year old winger that went to bournemouth and utara like it's insane just like how many deals are happening in my opinion i i, I don't see the outs so that's where my math didn't mathing i'm like where are the outs to offset these ins welcome but, to chelsea yeah like it'll be interesting to see how the window closes in the next couple of weeks though yeah, um, I'm surprised you didn't name one. Um, was Mudrich or Mudrich I, I or whatever? I ignored him. Like, I, I, it's gonna be Max Fab. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, at <laughs> if, least if 45. You, if you have a price tag of like a hundred, yeah. if you have a price tag of a hundred, like I assume that whoever has like the big stack of Fab is just gonna Max Fab on the player. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So hundred percent. I don't think yeah. we could. We need to waste our time on him. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's anyone else, right? We kind of talked about like vote and all of those guys already. Um, yeah, I th- I think that's it. Um, yeah. Hopefully that answers your question, Tash. Uh, what I think we can do now is move into our final segment then, which is the FA slash waiver pick. Yes! 
stacks. So for this segment, we look at players that are under 50% owned because we think you have a chance of getting them in your leagues, uh, assuming you're not in any of our leagues because um, they're always fucking owned. <laughs> um, but yeah, what we'll do is we'll one of us will take away the other home and yeah, let's just uh, have a discussion and see where we go. Uh, you want home or away? I don't know. I feel like we should rock, paper, scissors this or something every single right, time. let's go. Are we doing it on go? Like rock, paper, scissors, then go? Yeah, sure. Okay. This so is riveting. Rock. This is riveting yeah. entertainment for people. For that all the audio to, listeners that can't that see our symbols. <laughs> rock, paper, scissors, go. I went scissors. And I went paper. Uh, you were paper? I won. Okay, I'll, I'll take um home teams. Let's go for it. Okay, let's uh, do it. Okay, so kicking things off, uh, shit team versus shit team, Liverpool versus Chelsea. Uh, so the only suggestion I had for Liverpool was Simicast 23% owned. I, I would say just because it's the first game of the game week, just grab him. You never know. What if Klopp is like, yeah, fuck my defense, they're all trash, I'm going to rotate everyone. Simicast goes well, even if they concede. Uh, he takes corners and set pieces and stuff like that. And we are most likely to give up chances to other teams. Um, I don't think we have the best defense in the world will so at 23 percent owned it's worth a punt if he doesn't start drop him and you have a free slot for the rest of the game week yeah that's fair like i mean i don't think that any of us know what klopp is gonna do to in inject life into this team yeah. he sounds it's funny because he sounds defeated in talking about like the options that he has but then at the same time like he isn't defeated enough or right, that was the latest like quotes or press conferences uh excerpts from today that doesn't sound like he's gonna throw his hands in the air and quit so at least you have a little bit of confidence that he's gonna suffer through the misery with you all um i think when it comes to chelsea you you called out like these players earlier in the podcast but zh looked a little bit inspired like he was on multiple aspects of the 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 ball um yeah and he was taking corners as well yeah so it was like man like he had four tackles like um he had four dribbles he had two key passes he had a shot on target he had an assist so and arguably he could have had more than that um if Havertz was a better striker so (laughs) like in the grand scheme of things like if he's available and he's playing as I said 37 percent is a little bit criminal like you should grab him yeah and then Badia Shile all the also on his debut I was gonna say obviously but it's not that obvious like yeah this one's a little bit like tentative for me because I don't know what you do with uh, Koulibaly and Azpilicueta and Chalaba and Silva. Like, I don't know if, like, the game plan at some point becomes try to find the, defen- the defensive pairing or combination that works. Um, I actually don't know what Potter wants to do here or if he literally is just going to try to appease everybody that he has at his disposal. Um, but on the back of one game... Like, he looked good. Maybe the Liverpool game is a little bit too much. Uh, but I don't know. I, I would presume that this is going to be a, I don't want to say a high-scoring game, but at minimum, like, a score draw, like, 2-2 or something. I'm going to go nil-nil, but yeah, okay. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you just talked about how Liverpool's defense without Virgil is crap. And somehow you want... we're scoring goals, though. <laughs> oh, true. I'm like, but you know, that's the thing is that, like... A porous defense against like a non-lethal attack, yeah, probably turns into a high-scoring game. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Probably. 
<laughs> Next fixture, Bournemouth versus Nottingham Forest. Uh, so only asset I'm going to suggest is Jaden Anthony, 13% owned. Uh, again, he's a forward, uh, which is kind of hard to find in most leagues. Uh, he ghosts pretty okay as well. And I mean, Nottingham Forest, they have improved, but I think that's all based on their home form. Their away form is still pretty shite. Uh, so I think it's, it's worth a punt for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm out on... Bournemouth (laughs) like I've dropped all of my Bournemouth assets and it's worked out I think they have not come back from the break well but to your point Anthony has been the best the bunch so I like that shout uh Billing Solanke Cook all gone from my team and I was high on them before the break right yeah um shifting gears to Nottingham Forest Brennan Johnson looked good. He's just at 53%. And Sir yeah. Jory is at 50%. I think if you're two... Who you picked up, right? He's been... Yeah, well, like, Ari has been, been balling. Like, from so the time well, he was yeah. nailed, like, he has been balling. Um, he used to be a beast when he was at Spurs. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you look at, actually, his hauls, the only games that he didn't actually put up, like, eight points since he was starting was, what, like, the Arsenal game he got .25 and they lost 5-0. And he got yeah. 0.25. Um, yeah. Brentford, they draw 2-2, and he got 4. And then United, they lost 3-0, and he got essentially minus point, well, 0, minus 0.75. Outside of that, double-digit hauls in all the other games that he's played. So, as I said, when he's played, um, he is hauled. And I think a part of that was, was he going to eventually get the spot, or were they going to continue to play Nico Williams? And um, I think Aurier is by far the better, like, yeah. option for their team yeah and brennan johnson looked lively i know you missed the game and you only saw uh <laughs> the score that gibbs white had but yeah brennan johnson they was seem lively. to have a good chemistry man yeah they do and he was just lively man like slipping behind the bat line and taking advantage of this terrible terrible lester defense um i think that that scoreline was predictable and i'm still worried about their defense in Leicester when we'll get to them shortly so I think I would stick with those two and then if you needed to go scrape like I don't say bottom of the barrel but from like an ownership perspective like I've picked up Gustavo Scarpa and Mm. I didn't see like I didn't see the full highlights but in terms of his performance like he looked to be ghosting pretty well and then he got the hook before the 60 minute mark so Mm. It'll be interesting to see what he looks like over a full 90 and um, how he grows into like having some influence on this team. Yeah. Uh, so the next fixture, Leicester versus Brighton. Uh, so only two assets. I don't think I have the Perez ownership right. I think it might be around 7% or whatever. But Perez and all Brighton. And this is, again, because Madison's out injured. They need some sort of creativity in that midfield. Um I mean, they're playing Brighton. Brighton, they're going to score tons of goals, but their defense is still iffy, in my opinion. So maybe you can start them, but I would say do this if you badly, badly need an option Um, because I think Brighton's going to win this game easily. My thing is they should. So I wouldn't be surprised if this ends up being 2-0. I did see some of these clips from this game and Harvey Barnes and... I can't remember who else. Like, they just missed some sitters, man. 
Yeah, this Harvey Barnes definitely missed like, them for this. <laughs> this yeah. was one of these cases where it wasn't for a lack of service. It wasn't for a lack of creativity. Um, I think it was Vardy that also like missed a sitter. And like Barnes had his early on in the game. Um, I agree with the shout. Like, it's crazy that, like, I want to see these names, which a couple of years ago we would have always been like picking up and streaming, like now are barely owned. But yeah, such is life. Um, yeah. We talked about the Brighton attack a fair amount up top. It'll be interesting to see now that Welbeck is back, how him or Ferguson like gets to start. Um, shout out to Welbs doing the Rashford celebration. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. That was iconic. Um, and I actually afterwards I'm like, yo, I want to see more people do Rashford's Rashford's celebration. Um, but, I mean, Ruben Neves used to do that. I thought no, that was Ruben Neves's uh, celebration. Yeah. yeah. My yeah, thing yeah. is, I mean, there's just another sidebar, and I should probably do the deep dive. It's like, what is the meaning behind the celebration? Is this about think, being? Ruben Neves explained it. I think once in an interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About like, I think about using your head or like um, thinking about what you're doing, something like that. We'll find the. Yeah, um, but I don't know if I believe. I think Rashford card. probably has more thoughtfulness <laughs> well, behind it. United bias here. <laughs> no, I'm just saying is that Marcus. I think he posted the other day too. Like, um, there's not about United, but like about like a, a throwback pick to the summer. And I think a part of it is like being mentally clear and obviously yep. putting in the physical work, but like everything yep. coming together is like, yep. obviously you work hard to get results and yep. afterwards everybody wants to celebrate the results, but people don't want to be there when you're doing your hard work. Right. So yeah. yeah. Shout out to Welbs really as well. Though. For, yeah. I mean, I'm really happy for Marcus as well. Right. Uh, especially after that Euro heartbreak, getting so much slander, shoulder injury, the surgery, losing form. Like, yeah, yeah. it's really, it's really good to see a player of his caliber, um, performing so well. Like it's been long overdue. Yeah. I mean, we should add that to be to the top of the pod, but yeah. So just so we could talk about United, <laughs> we didn't even talk about the derbies, by the way. Um, but such is life. And the offside calls? No, no, we don't. We don't debate these. That was reviewed by VAR, and it's done. Um, <laughs> back to Welbeck though, on Ferguson. I think it'll be interesting to see which of them start, uh, because somehow I don't think the formation can have both of them on. I mean, like that's starting. a duo you can probably pin together, right? We were just talking about that. You could, like, but two, then it's like, who do they... You can hold. Well, yeah, if you if you could hold the two assets, great. But I doubt that the holder ended up with both. Um, but yeah, it would be good if you could get both of them. Um, going through your list, I don't know who drops out. I'm like, man, Estupinian is still at 37% on it. On He's nailed, and he looks way better now. Like, yeah. At the beginning, he looked like if he was still f- trying to figure it out, but now he mm-hmm. just looks good, um, at least attacking-wise. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I think you don't need to go, like, searching, but if you needed to, to search for whatever reason, like, I think Sarmiento looks good in the cameo minutes yeah. that he usually gets. He just yeah. doesn't get enough of them. I think the yeah. other youngster, Enciso, usually looks good as well, but he yeah. hasn't been coming off the bench that much. But, like... I think they're just spoiled for choice in the attacking sense. So, yeah, yeah. if you could get somehow like a attacking option, I'd say jump at the opportunity. Yeah, for sure. All right, next fixture, Southampton versus Aston Villa. So, again, I'm going to suggest another bottom of the barrel. Like, if you badly need an asset, 
maybe grab Salusu, 21% owned. The, the thing is, um, why I'm iffy is Aston Villa are improving under Emery. Uh, they're scoring more goals, that sort of stuff. Um, but sometimes when Salusu hits some ghost point form, he does really, really well. Um, so I, I think it's with a punt. Like, we even saw his partner, Klatsachar, end up in our data dump as well, right? So who, who knows how this might turn out. What about at Villa? Uh, Villa, we talked about new signing Moreno a little bit earlier. And I think that he is an asset that if you haven't like assessed, I'd say go and look at the clips and then make a choice, make a decision for yourself. Like I think he should be nailed. He's an older player as a similarly coming to the Premier League to play, uh, not to sit on your bench. And I think that even if Luca Dean uh, is going to be fit, I think the, what was he the courts i guess like was that uh from emory was that dean and uh augustinson are too similar so he told them i'm gonna go get another one <laughs> and he went <laughs> and got another one right so yeah. Yeah. it's gonna be interesting yeah. to see if everybody was fit who he plays but i yeah. think that uh moreno ends up like playing Getting i think it nod. complements yeah. like ashley young really really well like yeah. who is invigorated so Funny enough, I would go with the two uh, wingbacks. I would go with Ashley Young. I would go with Moreno. And then similarly, if you do somehow need a midfielder, I'd say maybe Jacob Ramsey. But I'm less intrigued with Jacob Ramsey relative to the wingback situation at Villa. Yeah, agreed. All right, West Ham versus Everton. This is going to be fun. I'm almost tempted to grab a player from this game because I'm going to this game. Um, Do it. Sufal, 27% owned. Uh, West Ham have been trash. Um, are West Ham like in the bottom three? They must be, surely. Are they bottom of the yeah, league? Yeah, they're second. Right I now? think Southampton's still bottom. And then uh, West. Oh, no. Everton is 19th and West Ham is 18th. There you go. Uh, there you go. Yeah. So it's it's going to be a massive six pointer, as they call it. Um, and I think Sufal has been ghosting okay, even though they've been losing, even though they've been conceding goals. Uh, he was in that data dump, right, for Acker crosses into the box as well. Um, so I think it's with Bunt because Everton aren't really scoring many goals as well. Uh, so who knows? They could make a clean sheet. It's going to be a massive, massive fixture. Um, I remember even a West Ham fan was telling me how there's a chance that if this game goes south, they're going to start throwing like coins or change at like one of the owners where they're sat. Like some of these clubs that are going through hard times, like it, it's fairly toxic, like some of the environments. Like, did you see like that Everton, the owner or whatever, Bashirian, like, one of his co-workers like were warned to not go to the game for their lives or something like that. That's fucked up, man. I don't. Th- I think I feel the reports were overblown, but still, like, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> it's like I still. mean, the fans just stood there and did like a silent protest in the stadium afterwards, and then some of them like were um, blocking the street or like stopping the players, I guess. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, like I, I don't want to say get it, like. But <laughs> it's not a surprise that people will be upset if you have run your company poorly. If you had shareholders or you had customers in another line of business, if your quality went to shit, they would like have outrage equally as well, right? So um, I have no real sympathy for the Everton situation. I sound a little bit more sympathetic to it because I don't think it's for a lack of like, investment and a lack of um, having the ownership support. Um, I mean, you. We know your views on David. Moyes. Yeah, I was gonna say I should have do another David Moyes rant, but I'm like, no, nah, I'm good today. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the, the, on the odds on Rafa to come in as well, 
are they? I don't even know. I don't keep track of these betting markets. I, I, I've <laughs> just written off them as assets, even though I'm trying to trade for Jared Bowen literally right now. Um, <laughs> buy low. Buy low. Well, I think it's still buying relatively high, but I'm trying to sell Alex Moreno to Ross for Bowen, but he won't bite. Interesting. Such is life. Um, yeah. What about at Everton? Yeah, Everton, I think Idrissa Gay is the best of the the bunch um not a lot of options that i like but he's been a steady eddie for the last like two months um literally so consistent like plug and play i think the last game was like his lowest haul since october 19th so literally he has gone a full what eight games or so consistently giving you like six to eight points well more than that but I said averaging out at about eight points. So that's where we would look. I would say Idrissa Gay, since he's come back and settled into this team, is being like consistent. Outside of that, I don't really, really like any of the options. I'd say Onana was somewhat like like Onana was like a budget version of Idrissa Gay. Yeah. <laughs> and then he yeah. got like a goal in the last game. So it might look better on paper than it actually is because he had two shots on target that game and he had no shots on target for like the last, like two, uh, like two months before that. Right. So yeah. It, yeah, I look at the names. I'm like, okay, maybe somebody else might like, become good but at this point i don't think anybody is good <laughs> yeah agreed all right next game crystal palace versus newcastle um so the only person i'm gonna shout is cheek decore 45 percent owned uh, i mean newcastle we already talked about like everyone's owned there so we're not really but the cheek really decore is them. criminal man like that Who? should be higher cheek decore yeah yeah, definitely. I mean, his last four games, uh, looking back all the way to December 26, moving forward, uh, 9.5, 8.5, 13, and 12 points with no attacking returns in there. Man, screw the queen. You know, <laughs> you know, it was the first person to have him in our league. First person, September 6, 4.22 p.m. I claimed him off yeah. the free agent pool. And then I dropped yeah. him on September 12th for Renan Lodi because the queen died, guys. I mean, I mean, I don't blame you though, because if you look at his points since the time you dropped him, he he had a highest of five point five points. No, I know he's he's gra- but that's the thing. He's gradually got better and like post yeah. the actual like, break, he's yeah. come back like just inspired. Yeah. So it's one of these things where, yeah, if you like, nobody would have held on to him. But yeah. I'm just claiming that I planted my flag on him <laughs> being a valuable asset before everybody else. Okay, Neil Armstrong, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> I mean, okay, Newcastle, we said everyone's own there, but any interest in Sean Longstaff? I mean, I feel like I shouted him up before on this pod. Yeah. Um, I do have interest in him. I think the only thing that would give me a little bit of caution is that, and I don't know if to believe anything is true, but there was rumors that McTominay might be open to going to Newcastle, so... That was one where I'm like, okay, if McTominay goes there, then it probably impacts players like Longstaff. Um, I'd say it probably impacts Longstaff the most, but that would be an interesting one. You know, we should check Longstaff's um, production while Bruno G was on the pitch and after he came off because I believe his role actually changed due to that injury. Okay, that's fair. That's that's a good shout. I actually did not check that, but that's a good shout. Yeah. But Bruno G went off at halftime, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. 
So I guess that should be a cleaner split to look at, like first half, second half. Yeah. Um, okay, let's move on to the next game. Uh, kicking off on Sunday, uh, Leeds versus Brentford. Uh, so few Leeds assets to consider because Brentford are better at home, not so much away. I want to say. Uh, Bamford, 46% own, back from injury, scored a goal off the bench, though he might not start because I don't think uh, he'd be rushed back. They don't want to lose him again. Uh, two steady eddies uh, that kind of work alongside each other in that midfield. Tyler Adams, 28% owned, and Roka, 17% owned, though I'd probably lean towards Tyler Adams first. And then, again, we, we raved about this kid, uh, Nonto, 25% owned. Um, he doesn't always ghost well, but he seems to have his f- have found his feet um, and playing a bit better, so maybe worth a punt versus uh, a team like Brentford. You know, just like Nanto because he's small and he's just like aggressive and he is yeah. not afraid to like touch it at all. <laughs> at all. He literally would just go up to anybody who's ready to just chash it. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Um, shifting gears to Brentford, I think the one that I actually want to call out was my under the radar pick in FPL, <laughs> my budget option, who's been riding my bench. Josh De Silva, man, like, oh, yo, that kid is good. He is so good, yeah, and when he gets sure. when he when he gets consistent playing time, he's gonna put up points. But for now, like, he makes the most of his opportunities, even if it's coming off the bench. And um, he got the assist last game. He's got a goal right before New Year's. Um, yeah, I think that he would be the one that I would keep an eye on. And if he's starting, like, I think that I would pick him up and I would play him. Yeah. Yeah, with a shot for sure. Eight percent. Um, yeah, I still can't believe I I wasted thirty fab on Mikael Damsgaard. Wow, I, 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 I was gonna say at some point we'll go into the vault and find our terrible takes. Yeah, and like revive them. Yeah, for sure. All right, uh, next game that's kicking off at the same time as Leeds versus Brentford is Man City versus Wolves. I mean, my part is easy. Everyone at Man City's owned. Don't think you can grab anyone. Uh, so let's talk about Wolves. You don't think you could grab? Actually, I was gonna say who? Cole Palmer. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I yeah, feel I'm like good. none I'm of these good. people are stashes. Like yeah, you wouldn't, but he was getting consistent playing time off the bench before the World Cup. But post World Cup, he's like, getting the World anything. Cup, after the World Cup as well, I think he came back. No, like one or two. I think games? he only got like one sub appearance so far. So oh, well, I think yeah. it's one of these things where it's just like it looks better than it is. Rico yeah. Lewis though is still 18 percent owned. Um, oh. Okay, but yeah. I, he doesn't go swell. He's isn't he a bit clean sheet dependent? I think it's still too early to say. I think that's the thing with such a young player is that when they're trying yeah. to find their way into the team, like yeah, I wouldn't expect him to like jump out. But if he was to eventually take the spot of Walker, or Cancelo, or whoever, yeah. right? Like it'll be interesting to see what he can do at that point because he gets into really good attacking positions. Yeah, so that'd be yeah. one that I'd keep an eye on. Um, Wolves is a little bit tricky because I feel like. They're better now. Yeah. But I still don't know who I would want to actually sign. <laughs> I feel like we got yeah. too like we were too quick. Cause I think they're also still doing signings, right? We talked about Sarabia yeah. earlier. Um and Cunha's in now. I don't know what their starting eleven looks like, and that's the thing that gives me a little bit of caution. And I don't think you're signing and or you're adding any of these players for the city game, so yeah. I think you just use the lineup of the city game to determine who you might want to actually like 
keep an eye on. Um, but there's a lot of options available. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, th- this is one of those fixtures that if you badly need answers, then maybe take a punt. Maybe. Not the defensive ones, but maybe the midfield ones. Yeah, I think midfield is probably the best punt at that point. Like, yeah, you could get, I don't know, Nunez or... I don't know who else is still under um Moutinho. Yeah, but it depends. Moutinho is like he got flagged, right? Like he went off mm. with like a niggle in the second half. Okay, um, fair enough. So it's one of these things where it kind of just depends on who's playing and Yeah. Lineup dependent. Yeah, yeah, you just roll with it after that. Okay. All right. Um next game, big fixture, Arsenal versus Manchester United. Uh United possible title contenders, man. It's crazy. Wow. Um why is it crazy? <laughs> I'm here for the slander. <laughs> Tell me, why is it crazy? Why Based is this on how such you guys a the season? Belief. It's it's crazy to see you guys have uh, done so well up to now. I don't know. What do you it's mean? Baffling. It's baffling. I told you guys to have patience. I'm a hater. I'm a hater. <laughs> you guys yeah. are all haters. Everybody yeah. is haters. No, nah, it's yeah. good though. I agree with you. I I don't think it would have in our wildest dreams like being this close this fast. And that's the thing that I think like has shocked everybody how fast the indoctrination into Ten Hag's ways have sort of um, taken root. So, yeah, like sitting, I guess Newcastle did technically jump back above us on goal difference, right? But sitting one yeah. point behind City at this stage of the season is it's crazy. definitely a plus. Yeah. Um. I mean, most assets are owned from both these teams as well, right? Uh. I mean, there's a positive note. Uh. Emil Smith Rowe, forty nine percent owned. Uh. Back from injury. I don't know if he's gonna start games, but who knows? If if they get an injury, um, to like either Saka or Martinelli, there's a Yo, chance he's gonna start games game. because they can't sign anybody. They try to get Mudrick, they didn't get yeah. him. So there yeah. You go. And I mean, we got to see how they're going to um keep up with the whole being in Europe situation as well, right? So yeah. I think that that was the thing that was most curious for me is like when has Arsenal signed a player mid-season that has worked? Yeah. Like <laughs> when? I don't know, actually. Right? And that's the thing for me. I guess did Odegaard do a half a season less like when he came? Possibly, but no. I mean, he didn't light things up. Yeah, and the oh, first that was the first in, right? season, right? That was 2020, yeah. 2021, right? He came yeah. like midway through, he didn't light it up. He only no. lit it up last season when he had the full yeah. season, right? So yeah. Yeah. it's one of these things where I'm like, man, like, I don't know where January signings have helped Arsenal. Uh, yeah. It's been good that Arsenal has been, I, I, I want to guess, one of the more fit teams um, where they haven't been forced to change. I think the biggest change has been uh, Zinchenko. Yeah. who was sort of in and out at the beginning of the season. But, man, like, freaking Ben White is still playing right back. <laughs> and that was not what was supposed to happen at the beginning yeah. of the season, right? Tomiyasu he's thriving was, in that role. Yeah, man. and why change it, right? Like, you had Tomiyasu yeah. and Terny and all these other wingbacks, but then Ben yeah. White's playing and, like, he just continues to play, right? So, yeah. when you look at their actual, like, full-strength 11 or full, or full, like, senior squad like gabby jesus is the only major injury right like yeah. of course reese nelson and el nene are like out but like gabby jesus is the only one that you would actually say is going to come back into that starting lineup so yeah it's yeah. gonna be interesting to see how they do in the second half and if they do like continue to remain fit but squad depth would be like or should be like every arsenal fan's concern uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, speaking of squad depth, uh, Garnacho twenty five percent owned. Do you think managers should be risking a pickup? 
I don't think that's a risk, man. I wanted to get him for last game week, and I was trying to do deals to get him so that I would have people to drop to pick him up. But, yeah, I don't think that's a risk. I think that he has played his way into being, like, the best option. Uh, he's not leaving this window. Yeah, I think he's only – I don't want only up from here, but he's going to push on Anthony and, like, whoever else. I was going to say Rashford, but mm. if – It'll be interesting to see how they rotate like that forward line if Martial is out and then like uh, Rashford goes up top and then Garnacho gets more playing time on the left. Um, similarly, if Anthony just isn't playing as good as Garnacho, I don't think that Ten Hag is afraid to make that call. And he has the, the gravitas to do that given that he brought like Anthony in, right? So yeah. I think Garnacho is not a gamble at this point. Like I think he's playing so well and he brings something like different off the bench so like compared to the other options on the bench that we would have had before i think that like he's just like good yeah okay fair enough uh final fixture fulham versus Spurs. we didn't really have anyone written down um i i mean who are you scraping for last game of the game week like are you really wanting to you know put all your eggs into one basket trying to win your matchup from either one of these teams i would hope not but <laughs> i mean yeah I, spurs look bad man <laughs> like i mean spurs I, don't play football until they concede so yeah i don't understand that team so yeah. i don't want any of those assets i think at the beginning of the season uh if we were say this is a mid-season like review like we thought the defense was going to be good and yeah arguably i'd say that hugo loris needs to like leave, leave retire. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean i part. thought this before yeah. i thought that a bunch of his like position and of course he just retired from france but a bunch yeah. of his position was based on like prestige almost mm. uh, yeah. it wasn't based on quality yeah. in my opinion at this point like he's a shot stopper that's it oh he is but he doesn't have i mean i don't see the dressing room but i would say being the or rather being the france captain and france yeah. leader is different yeah. than being the spurs leader right like yeah. you just see yeah. him being a premier league captain right so yeah. Yeah. as much as his style might suit the international game like i don't think that he's giving you anything else intangibly to like solidify like that back line and like bark at them and get them like yeah. actually like acting as conte's like whatever like extension of his coaching staff on the pitch right like i don't yeah. see any incremental boost by having this guy in net <laughs> and a defense that we thought was going to be good right so yeah, yeah like yeah, it's kind of yeah. gross so I'd, I'd stay away from everything there and similarly well that's it good thing for them though is that they're getting back fit so richarlison yeah. coming off the bench and kulisevsky being back and then presumably um Benzikor yeah. is yeah. back. Like, then you're at a point where it's just like, okay, you have all your options, and hopefully for the second half of the season, you could do a Spursy, Spursy, and Spurs like thing, and <laughs> essentially finish fifth in the second half, and then finish fifth on the season, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. basically that's what you would do. You got 33 points in the first half of the season, you get another 33, and you finish fifth. Done. Yeah. Like <laughs> consistency, really consistently yeah. mediocre, right? So. That's it. Fulham finishing above them. Like, if we were to make a second half punt on that, right? Like, halfway through the season, um, basically, 
well, I don't want to say tight on points, but you know, sitting one point or one place apart in the table because it's a fifth versus sixth clash. Um, if yeah, if Fulham wins this game, they go above Spurs, right? So that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, Spurs still have a game in hand, but like that would be the interesting thing, right? Like, what do you think Fulham does? Um, how do you think they get on with this game? Because I think that we kind of know it like they've established their style like they're yeah. gonna get it on the front foot they're gonna use the white players they're gonna shift it and have the target man like they, they could play in every single way like that's the thing that yeah. i enjoy about fulham that they could play in every yeah. single way yeah i mean marcus silva has made smart additions like uh william right bringing yep. him out of i don't know retirement because <laughs> where the fuck was he playing before this in brazil um yeah he's really um put put a, put together a formidable attack but i still think they're suspect at the back um i think that's one thing they do need to improve on um which they can improve on because i don't think diop fixes that solution uh fixes that problem sorry um but yeah, I, I think if anything in this market, if Fulham gets a defender, maybe you go punt and grab him because again, they're one of those teams that concedes chances, and teams that concede chances gives opportunities for defenders to put up good ghost points, right? Good ghost defensive points. Like you look at the likes of Ethan Pinnock or even Chelsea. Like we're shit at the back, and I think that's one of the reasons Badiashile does well on points. So, who do you think then would come out of that lineup to be able to slot in a defender? Um, well, they have to replace one of the center backs. It's either Tim Ream or Diop, and I think my money would probably be on Diop because I think Tim Ream has been there that long. I think they're both equally bad, so, like... <laughs> Yo, Tim Ream was inspired this season, man. Are you talking about the World Cup or this Before season? Before the World Cup, he was inspired, and then eh. after the World Cup, he's still inspired. Eh. You don't like Adarabayo as an option? I mean, I liked it when he had Anderson as a partner. Okay, interesting. Yeah. I think Adarabioyo is too much of a gamble as well. Like, um, yeah. I mean, Tim Ream calls it soccer, man. Like, no. Wow. This guy <laughs> is discriminating. Insults half our audience. <laughs> you are discriminating, man. I do not subscribe to this person. I do not endorse his uh, message. Done. I'll put I my love disclaimer all you guys. out there. I love all you guys. Um, yeah, that's it. So that's all the fixtures. That's the pod. Um, that's all we had planned. Do you do you want to have a rant about David Moyes before we sign off? Or no, not worth it, man. <laughs> Moisey, love you. It was good to see you at Old Trafford back in the day. I think it's time that you retire, mate. Honestly, uh, you know, actually, there was a Photoshop of um, Graham Potter. It was like, oh, look at what Chelsea's done to this guy. You saw that one. Oh, you mean he went from Brighton version to the glow up, and now he looks like a yeah. haggled old <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, but it's funny is that actually, if you just look at the progression of uh, David Moyes, I'm like, man, he looks just old and wrinkly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. natural, but it's yeah. still kind of glaring and jarring. Like, it's like, whoa, this guy. I, I mean, to, to, I mean, that's one thing we can quickly touch on or discuss uh, before we sign off is, let's say David Moyes gets fired, which I think is going to happen because, I mean, my extended family are West Ham fans and they're pretty much done with him as well. Guy, but talking I have about been Rafa done Benitez, with this guy since the beginning <laughs> of the season. He was my first coach fired. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, you know, we should add that to our predictions table as well. Uh, first coach to get fired. We'll do that for next season. But yeah. um, if Rafa Benitez comes in, how are you feeling about their assets moving forward? I don't know, man. Like... <laughs> 
I think the assets are good. I think we like them. Yeah. I think it'd be interesting to see. Like, I don't know what it is, right? Like, I, I feel like it has to be a coaching before the be. game, like outside of the game. Like, it's, They've got too many talented players to be that shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's preparation, man. Like, I think it's slightly pregame and actually getting players, like, fully up to speed with what they should expect to be doing. Yeah. Um, like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, it doesn't make any sense that they're in the predicament that they're in. Yeah. At all, I think honestly, it's it's purely tactics, and I think maybe Moise has just you know finished like his time. He's done the best he could, saved them from like these scary spots of relegation and stuff like that. Like, and now his ways, like you said, are just too ancient. So yeah, I, I really question yeah. it because like on the pitch, I'm like Declan Rice looks fired up, and if I'm looking at him as a captain, like I feel like he's carrying the message, whatever the message is. <laughs> But then the message has to be shit because I'm like, for how much like passion and how much the players actually seem to be playing, like it makes no sense that they're not capable of getting the results, right? With the quality on the pitch. But, but the thing yeah. is that he needs help in midfield because he's carrying that midfield basically. Well, right? no. He's anchoring alone. But it's funny because, I mean, like Suchek aged and yeah, they didn't proactively try to replace that in the yeah. way that it was working. Yeah. They shifted and they went the Paqueta route and they went yeah. a little bit more attacking. But that was the gamble on also Declan Rice. I feel like the question I would have, though, is how much of that was what Rice wanted in terms of mm. if he was to stay at the club. And you could ask yeah. your West Ham compatriots when you go see them. It's yeah. like Rice wanted to stay like, or he wanted to achieve something, whatever that something is. Yeah. And arguably... Even though he had Calvin Phillips in midfield at the Euros. Or I think Duke that Bellingham he was, at the World Cup. Yeah, um, but I was going to say, I think that he was just in a more expansive box-to-box like role, just a different yeah. system. Yeah. And I wonder how much like he has just wanted to play this way. And then like, yeah. this has tilted the entire sort of balance of the team. Yeah. So it's one of these yeah. things where you're too good and you're like too... Like it's like addition by subtraction. Like how much better would they get if they like sold Declan Rice and then they were forced to play a different way? Could happen. Yeah, it could, should it could really happen. Yeah, yeah. I'm, they're gonna get a lot of money for that kid, so it might be a blessing in disguise selling him. Yeah, he'll come to United. <laughs> Honestly, nah. He's just gonna end up at City with Calvin Phillips, and then these two will just Probably. boss midfields. Yeah, or at Chelsea because we're buying everyone. But you know, nah. He can't go back to Chelsea. Like I think that ship that that ship has passed. I don't know, man. Mason Mount's his best friend. Why not? Yeah, but you know what? The project. <laughs> the project. Like, no, I think... Uh, I don't even want to go on the separate Chelsea rant about that, but I I, I think it makes sense. <laughs> Maybe I've played too many video games and Sims and this kind of stuff. I think uh, even from a business context, like I could see how the math makes sense. I think it's broken the mold and that's what has like everything in football made people go crazy. But hey, like a seven-year deal is not actually absurd guys it's not crazy. <laughs> it really no. is not absurd like no. you look at the nba you look at the american models like yeah. a kid gets drafted same age range to so say 18 to 21 and yeah. they sign a rookie scale contract which is yeah. usually like let's say it's a top top talent like yeah. four years plus like a fifth year option yeah and then you'll extend you'll get the first rights to extend that player yeah so at that point you've invested in a development player assuming the player like achieves their potential and they're like a super max superstar like you get another like right of first refusal to sign them yeah. and then you 
all in all, you get maybe like seven to 10 years of this player in one market, right? And then after that, like they go on the free agency carousel and change teams every single year or whatever, demand trades or whatever they want, right? But like you look at it and like, man, like why shouldn't they actually do this? And I would argue that this model is better than Chelsea signing like 50 academy players and then loaning them out. Yeah, and just like willing it down to like seven, and then just yeah. signing all of them for seven years, like it's yeah. the same thing. You just don't get as much like sell on value, and the the economics might not work out in terms of like buy low, sell high. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it might work out better for the long term success of the club. Who knows? Yeah, it's very interesting how um we're doing these um these long ass deals. Uh, not everyone gets it, but it's, I d- don't think not everyone follows American sports as well, right? So yeah, but it's long ass deals for players that are within a certain age range, right? Age like, range, yeah. That's yeah. it. Like you have yeah. to be in eighteen yeah. to twenty one, and it started yeah. with your like renewals. It started yeah. in the summer, which is why I'm like, yeah. I don't know why people are surprised. Chukamena, yeah. like Broha, like that was yeah. a part of the like rumors at that point. Colwell yeah. signed his before he left on loan to Brighton and he's balling yeah. like yeah. phenomenally. Yeah. So I'm like, they already telegraphed all this like as the way they wanted to build the project, right? Yeah. So Bully kicked it off and he laid yeah. the groundwork for what he wanted to see. And at the same time, he also knew he had to hire people. So I don't think he is as crazy and maverick as people like are making him out to be. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. I mean, I could say this now because like, there's also the risk that he could make like um, the Glazers look good, <laughs> like <laughs> which is like hilarious that like he could possibly make them look good. Human, he, yeah, like it's it's weird, right? Like I'm like, wait, everybody hates them and they don't really care about the club, but yeah, that's just that's just funny. Um, yeah. And on the flip side, like United could get new owners, right? And yeah. Honestly, I think that that's the other thing that is super exciting for 2023 will be to see um, what does this landscape look like? <laughs> well, I was going to say this time next year, right? If Liverpool have new owners and if United have new owners and I don't know if Newcastle ends up like winning the league and somehow yeah. then decides, oh, we've maxed out the talent, the players that we already have. We need to go and splash some cash, which they clearly have. Yeah. Um, and if Brighton and Brentford, like, like, it's just so many questions. I'm super excited for this year in, uh, the Premier League, man. Yeah. It, it feels like a, a new season after this, uh, World Cup break. Um, so let's see how things turn out, man. Anyways, um, I think we've, uh, rambled off long enough. Um, thank you to everyone that's maybe gotten to this point of the podcast if you have you know we've turned on replies to our podcast episodes on on spotify and stuff but you can do it on twitter if you want but why don't you reply with your favorite flavor of ice cream just random fucking thing you know treat if you've gotten this far uh, that's the first thing i can think of i don't know if you if you want to ask them to respond with anything else nope, we just, no we just give them we give them one task one task only <laughs> let's there keep it simple there you go exactly all right um kyle uh so i'll catch you during the international break we'll try to get ryan on ryan has been away for too long um gallivanting all over the world um maybe we'll get all the boys together hopefully for the pod um and we'll do a bit of a review you know um like you were mentioning earlier in the pod let's see if we can come up with anything creative for the break uh but until then uh good luck with your gimmick um good luck with everything else i don't know life work Appreciate it. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Appreciate it. (laughs) All right, man. Until next time.
Peace. Peace.